I, I, I want to talk to you a simple little talk tonight because we live in a culture where a lot of people are tearing down. You know, the, the news is negative. And I want to talk to us about how to build up other people. How can we be known as just individuals who just encourage people and build up people? Romans chapter 12, verse 9 and 10 says it like this. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving reference to one another. You know, in our fast-paced world, it's easy to overlook people. And I, I think what Paul is talking about here, that we should be mindful of not just us and our issues, but also other people. A few weeks ago, we were at Ignite, the youth conference that Matt Rice's church put on, and we went to Steak and Shake in Pickerington after, and our waitress came by um, to introduce herself, and I could just tell she is frazzled. I could tell she's having a, she was sweet as pie, but I could tell she was having a hard, she was just having a tough night, and so she walks away, and she took our drink orders, and then she comes back and she gives us our waters and stuff and um, felt the Spirit, Holy Spirit just kind of just speak to me and say, tip her first. So I reach in my wallet and I get a $20 bill and I said, hey, this is for you. This is before we even order what we, whatever. This, I want to just give this to you. And she's like, flipped out. And she's like, I've worked for the last eight hours and only got $6 tip in the last... Yes, and I was like flabbergasted. So, well, that I said, that's your first tip. I said, if you just take care of our table, we'll make sure you get a second tip too, ma'am. And she just was overwhelmed. And Emily was like, Dad, did you just give her a $20 tip before we even ordered? I said, yeah. And she goes, well, why? I said, well, do you know what the word tip means? It means to ensure promptness. Back in the olden days, they tipped first to let that waiter, that server know, we want you to care for us, we care for you, so we're gonna give you the tip first, which ensured that that waiter or that server would take care and serve them successfully. So I was explaining the whole process, and I said, we don't do that anymore. But I said, it goes beyond, it goes beyond just the tip. We need to be, number one, interested in other people. That's what he's talking about. We must be interested in other people. It's like the Ziggy cartoon. Everybody remember the Ziggy cartoons? The Ziggy cartoon, he's sitting on his chair and he's holding, has a phone to his ear and he says, hello, operator. I like to place a call to someone who cares. <laughs> you know, when we live in a selfish society, we really do. And as, as Christians, we're to be the opposite. It should not be about self-preservation, but it should be about selflessness and that we're trying to be interested in other people. Uh, Paul said it like this, don't think only about your own affairs, be interested in others. In other words, it's too easy to think about your own affairs, but God says, I want you to also to be interested in others. And so he wants us to show genuine inter interest in other people. Have we done that? Have we done that on our job? Have we done that with the people we interact with, with a daily, on a daily basis? You know, what would happen if we're involved in sales or we own our own business? And what if we truly didn't make the bottom line 
the, 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 the gusto, the, the purpose, but we made, how can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I make a difference? How can I be interested in you? I think the money follows. I think, you know, I want to go to a place that they're genuinely interested in me, not just my sale, you know? And so, uh, so we are to, the Bible says we ought to laugh when people are happy and we ought to cry when they're down. I like today, I couldn't help but shedding a few tears when I was with that family, knowing that they knew who I was and now knowing who they were and just, you know, brokenhearted because the husband died and the dad died. I mean, you just can't help but to shed a tear. Yeah, I didn't know who, I didn't know him from Adam. You know, the guy, the guy passed away, but man, you were broken because of the, that's what God is expecting us and we really need to care for people. You do that by finding out what's going on in people's world. You ever talk to somebody and all they want to talk about is themselves? Yeah, and that, that's, but that's normal, you know? When's the last time you approached somebody and just found out about them? What are they dealing with? What are they going through? What's going on in their world? There was a, a Leo Buscaglia, the author and lecturer, his main topic was always love, and he tells about the most caring child contest in one of his books, and and the winner was a four-year-old child whose next-door neighbor was an elderly gentleman who recently lost his wife, and upon seeing the man cry, um, Leo asked the young boy when he won, what, well, what did you do? He said, nothing. I just helped him cry. I just, I just sat there and I helped him cry. What, what was he showing? I'm interested. I care of what you are going through. Man, I think uh, the world would be a whole lot nicer if people were a whole lot nicer. And I, and I speak this to Christians because sometimes some Christians can be the meanest people. I'm watching them get on their YouTube channels and their blogs and they're yelling at pastors and they're yelling at Christians and, you know, and they're harping on the fact that if you're not a, you know, vote like they vote, you know, you know, obviously you're not going to go to heaven, you know, and people are mean about stuff like that. It's time that Christians become nice, you know. So how can tomorrow when you go back to work or you have some, you're going to have interaction with some mean people sometimes. You really will. But Jesus said, pray for those. Bless those that despitefully you. Pray for those that are trying to ruin your life. You know, just because they're negative and miserable doesn't mean you have to be negative and miserable. All right? Here's the other thing we have to do is learn to appreciate the people in our life, appreciate the people that we work with, appreciate the people who live in our houses, and let them know it. Don't just assume that they know it. Proverbs 3.27 says, Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. You know, don't be afraid to say thank you uh, when somebody does something nice for us. You know, um, I, opened up the, I open the door for people all the time in any store that I go in or the bank or the post office. It's just natural. I'm not trying to get brownie points with anybody. It's just the right thing to do, okay? And you would, be, you would not believe how many people do say thank you, but you wouldn't believe how many people want to argue with you too about, no, you go in. No, no, I want to hold the door for you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I said you go in first. I've had them get rough about mad that I'm holding the door for them. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Listen, here's the thing. Every time you thank another person, 
You cause that person to like themselves better. It builds people's self-esteem. It builds people's self-image. And it, it sheds a great light and a great example on Christianity. It, and I really think that it empowers people to want to do it, do it also. Pay it forward. You know, there's been a movie about that. And, and, and that's what we are called to do. And when you give appreciation... I promise you, it will come back to you. You give grace, you give mercy, it will come back to you. You give kindness, it will come back to you. You give love, it will come back to you. If you give, you will receive, okay? It's, it's a promise, it's the law of reciprocity. It's not just finances, but it's all those other areas. And so I think we live in a time too that people need the encouragement, you know? People need to be encouraged because you're not going to get it on the news. Good night. And you're not going to get it really around culture. You know what I mean? Because we're just, that's like the first time I went to New York City. You know, I heard people from New York, they're mean. They don't want nothing to do with you. They ignore you. And, And that is so far from the truth. Because Trish and I were downtown right on Times or on Times Square and trying to figure out where such and such is. And you can see people, man, they're focused. They are on the move. They're, isn't it, Steve? Their faces are straight ahead. They got places to go, people to see, money to make. You know, but if you stop them and say, excuse me, do you know where Patsy's restaurant is? I think they said it's on 56th. And they'll stop and they'll say, oh, yeah, you go two blocks up there and take a left on 56th and it's just one block on the right. You'll love it. it. They've got great Italian food and welcome to, welcome to New York. Every person that we, had, we stopped, and we stopped a bunch of them because we always had, we had a lot of questions the first time we went. <laughs> Everybody was so kind. And I'm like, man, that just blows people's perception of New Yorkers out of the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but you know what? You, you, you need to be kind. William uh, Rutherford said this, flatter me and I may not believe you. Criticize me and I may not like you. Ignore me and I may not forgive you. But if you encourage me, I will never forget you. Mark Twain said it like this. I can live for a year on a good compliment. I can live a whole year on a good compliment. Listen, just simple little things that we can do that the Bible encourages us to do. You know, learn to approve people, okay? Um, Proverbs 16, 24, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. What's wrong with praising people and edifying people? And if they do a good job, letting them know they do a good job. Be interested in what are they, what they're doing. You know, really, if you think about words, words have no middle ground. They either build you up or they tear you down. And words are powerful. The idea of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt me is not true. Words are seeds. They, they have p- power. What are we planting with the words that we say to people? And we need to keep that in mind. You know, our words, and we individuals, here's, here's us. We're either elevators or escalators. We're either going to take people up or we're going to bring people down. I decided that I want to be a voice in people's lives to take them up, to build them up. That's just me. 
I'm just, I just want to be an encourager. I want, because there's enough people in a person's life that they're going to do the opposite. You have enough people in your life that are going to be negative about anything you say, anything you do. You get an idea, well, that's dumb, blah, blah, blah. No, no, you know what? I'm going to be the guy that says, let's encourage you. Let's, you can do it. Let's, let's, let's make that happen. How about we all decide to do that, to be people that will build people up, that will take them to the next level? Um, I would encourage all of us to do that. You know what I mean? Do that with our words. Do that with our actions. Practice the law of sowing and reaping, you know? Because the world, they want to do the opposite. You know, you, you cut them off, well, they want to run you off the road. Well, maybe you wasn't paying attention like me most of the time, right? You know? But I want to encourage us that we need to be builders of people, okay? Um, Galatians 6, 7, don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always reap what you sow. Matthew said, whatever we, we want men to do for us, we have to make happen for them, okay? And so let's be, let's, let's get the ball going. Let's get the ball rolling here. Let's, let's build up people. You may be here and go, well, it's, it's kind of not my personality, Rob. Well, it's not about personality. This is about decision. This is about choice. My pastor growing up always used to tell us, you don't do what you want to do. You do what you ought to do. We live in a society and a culture where we'll just do what we want, do what we feel. Well, we're not, we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to do what is right, what we ought to do. And so that I would really encourage you to do that because you will affect people's lives. You will affect the people that you work with, the people that you serve, um, the, the people that are involved in your business. You will affect the people that live in your home, um, your neighbors, you know. Um, we've always been very neighborly with any of the neighbors we, we live next door to, you know, and we've been without a tractor uh, for three weeks now because ours has broke down. So we have neighbors that said, you can borrow ours. Come over and get it. You know, we had those same kind of neighbors when we lived behind Stephen and Susan. And they were one of those neighbors that we were always there for each other, you know. And, uh, um, and so we need to keep that going, even amongst our small group, even with people that we're just not too familiar with. But just as, let's raise our level of excellence in life. And let's, let's be builders of people. Because uh, my uh, uncle told me years ago, uh, I took a church in Tennessee and the, the pastor was feared, okay? Um, not too many people were afraid of me, <laughs> you know? And, and, and he said, well, you have a decision you have to make, Robbie. You, you either, do you want to be feared or do you want to be loved? And I said, well, I want to be loved because scripture says perfect love cast out all fear, I don't want people to be afraid. I don't want my kids to be afraid. I want my kids to love me, respect me. I don't want them to be scared of me, right? And, and so there's, there's bosses that are like that. Man, they just want to, rah, 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 rah. You know, that does, not, that does no longer build a company. That kind of leadership doesn't, doesn't build a company, doesn't build a business, doesn't bring success. It really doesn't, Okay. Um, and uh, it may work for a while, 
Um, but most people have enough sense that they're not going to be around those kind of people anymore. You know, they'll come to a point, well, I'm 40 years old. I'm not dealing with you anymore. You don't have to speak to me like I'm a 12-year-old, right? Okay, why? Because it, it may have worked in the industrial age. It may have worked in the 50s and the 60s or whatever, in the, but it don't work today. Okay, people don't have to, but you know what does work? Kindness, leadership, example, vision, you know, and being gracious. So I want to encourage us just, you know, in our daily lives to build up people, encourage people, smile at people, start smiling at people. You'll be surprised how many people don't smile. And when you do smile, they smile. They think you're up to something. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and uh, uh.